welcome to another episode of She Will Run. Welcome. That's Samra. Hey, that's Alana. And we are going to talk about chapter six of our book, Text Me When You Get Home, Strength in Numbers, which honestly, strength in numbers, I can't stop thinking about the coronavirus because that's not strength in numbers. <laughs> strength in isolation. Strength in isolation, right, right, wow. right. It's crazy. Y'all stay safe out here. Honestly, it's probably still going to be rampant by the time this episode drops. Right, right. This is crazy, guys. This is wild. It's crazy times. Thank God for my couponing. What? <laughs> How does that apply? Because I've stocked up on so much stuff. Like, everybody's panic buying stuff, and I've been <laughs> building up. Saving money, living better. Y'all, Alana has an obsession with couponing. It's so much fun. I think it's <laughs> the funniest thing ever because it's actually so productive. Right. Like, you, you really... <laughs> It can't hurt. It can't. It doesn't. Um, but just the fact that she'll come in and talk about her little couponing escapades. <laughs> it's so silly. What do you mean? Like how I got 50 cents of dish uh, liquid the other week? Mm. These types of things. It's like I'm hanging out with a... Well, I mean, no offense to moms, but... It's like I'm hanging out with a mom. You've been... that, But that's been our whole friendship because I am the mom. I was the friend group. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been hanging out with a mom with a mom for a long time, sis. You're right. You're right. Sex. It's comforting. I like it. Great, because I'm here forever. <laughs> I'm here to stay. I'm here forever. <laughs> All right. So Strength to numbers. <laughs> um, so the beginning quote, I feel like it's just become a thing. Just read, to the read it. Yeah, because I, I just read it and was like, wow, put that in my notes, beginning quote. <laughs> it says you don't climb the mountain alone because you get to the top and it's no fun. I'd rather climb the mountain with my girlfriends and get to the top and have a party. Erin, I really hope I don't butcher her last name, Wasson. Where did you get the long O? Wasson? 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 Wasson. Erin Wasson. Wasson. She's a model. A model. Oh, all right. Model. Go yeah. off, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The first page I was, I really liked because I. <laughs> <laughs> period. What did you like about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked, Alana. Um, uh-huh. So I recently moved into my first apartment, and whoop, whoop. Um, in this page, Kayleen is talking about how her life actually went off course. Something she didn't expect was to live alone. And I was not the same way. I've always dreamed of my first apartment. Mm -hmm. Decorating is a a huge passion of mine. And it seemed like an amazing, like, um, opportunity to cover walls and whatever I want and have nobody say anything about it to me. Right. Walk around naked. Yeah, do all the things you ever wanted to do in all a the things. room by yourself. In your lonesome. Well, I have a roommate, so it's <laughs> not alone, but... But at least she's a friend. And we're females, so... You can know. I mean, we're, you can we still all walk have the around same naked. Part. Yeah. yeah. We've all, we're all the same. So she was someone who thought she'd go from having a roommate to living with her husband. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's obviously, we've... we've heard her story she's further along in her 20s her career is further along as well mm-hmm. and she got to an area in her life where she where she actually did need to live alone and just like how she's dealing with that change she's like almost reflecting like how did I get here um am I okay and she loves it she's enjoying her time alone and I'm enjoying my time alone. I feel like we don't have many times in our life where that's an option. Right, where you can be lonely but not alone? Yeah. Or is it alone but not lonely? That. I don't don't even know. Either way, we get the point. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like, some weekends I truly do not want to do anything Mm -hmm. besides go to church and that's it. Not this Sunday. Right, not because of the co- big Rona. Because of big Rona. <laughs> She's even interrupting God's plan. Literally. Like, what's going on? Gosh. 
So, yeah, I love when she talks about this, the birthday party she has in her first apartment. Like, she was like, oh, my gosh, I have an apartment. Now I'm going to invite all my, which is literally what you did. Bro, you get your own space. You got to invite all the people you love. Right. It's like, when I get my own space, if y'all don't think we party in every weekend. Hell, maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe not every weekend, but because sometimes I like to be alone. But, like you said. Like, like you I said. said. Like I said. But, you know. But I like she points out like only like having only girl party like a birthday like a part like just a gathering in general, um. and I can relate to that because for my birthday like I just want to spend time with my girls like I mean like no offense to my guy friends like love y'all but y'all are cool y'all are cool but I just want some time with my girls because mm-hmm. most of the time it's just an excuse for a girls weekend. And also, we probably haven't seen each other for a while, so this is a great excuse to and get us all together. And you feel so much more open when it's just yes. you and your girlfriend. Yes, you feel so much more free. Was it last birthday that I did all girls? I think. I think I, I think I most did. of your birthdays have been all girls. The ones uh, that I can remember. Wait, no, your last birthday you weren't even here. You were in Texas at a wedding. Bro. Okay, so it was a couple birthdays ago. <laughs> nah. Oh, we went to Marble right Ring. Before. We went to Marble Ring. Yes. Okay, yes. so <laughs> the reason I did all girls. What was the reason? <laughs> well, it was because of like boys who had been hanging out in our friend group um, pretty consistently, and I wanted a break. Like, for. Like, I wanted the attention on me, not on these boys. Like, right, you right. Because we, whether we want to admit it or not, we all act different when guys are around. Right. Like, right. some people genuinely might not, but like, I can even like boldly admit, yes. Like, I, I can just feel said, myself. Like, you can't be as open. Right. I just feel myself like filtering myself or whatever. Like, when a guy's around, I feel like guys might. Kim? 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 <laughs> but I was just about to say, I feel pretty like free to speak around Kim. So right. I think it, well, we kind of have it, to to do this podcast. Well, for, for <laughs> sure, but I was just poking a hole in what you said. Okay, okay. And okay. also, <laughs> I, I guess I just, that made me think, like, it depends on how close you are, I think, mm. also, with the guy. Yeah. You know, like, do y'all hang out alone a lot? Because I feel at that point, it's more you're comfortable around each other versus, right. like, are these, like, guy friends who I hang out with in a group mm. and we're not like that? Right. You know? Right. Anyway, just mm. something to think about. Something to, you know, dip about. <laughs> Let that marinate. Um, but Kim, were you asking Kim a Yes, question? I was asking him a question. Can't talk. Kim, is it, do you ever feel, like, that you act differently, like, when you're with a group of girls versus when you're with a group of guys? Um... Yeah, just because, like, sometimes, like, you know, like, when you just, like, I guess with the boys, like, you know, like, y'all with the girls, like, you know, we just, <laughs> we just, like, I don't know, just kind of, like. Is it a different vibe? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, just, like, maybe, like, if we're just talking about, like, girls that we've been with or, like, you know, just girls that we're into, I guess within that Right, context, that's, but that's what we talk about when we're, like, with just with our girls, you know? But then, like, at the same time, it's, like, even, like, it just depends on, like, the relationship, you know? Like, yeah. it's just different. Even despite, like, how long y'all known each other, just been with, sometimes it's just, like, y'all just feel comfortable just talking about certain subject matters. And it's also good to get, like, another opinion on from, like, the other gender, too. So, like... That's true. That's especially, true. like, if, like, I don't know. It's just good to get another opinion. Yeah. Thank you, Kim. For usual. Yes, thank you. You're um, the best. He, he really is, y'all. This podcast would not be possible without him. Jansen. <laughs> Jansen on all, all social medias? At Jansen. At is it Jansen. period? Jansen period? Is it like one? T- I, I feel like there's some numbers in there. It's like, um, I don't know. I would say. Only Jansen? Only, only Jansen. Jansen. At only Jansen. All right. Yep. That's you heard it here. Yep. Best podcast <laughs> producer yep. of all time. Period. We're trying. We're, we're, we're succeeding. succeeding. Yes. yes. Bro. Bottom on the same page. Bottom of paragraph two on page 179. Yes. Dude, I highlighted it too. Okay. I'm going to let you read it because you started. All right. So the quote says, my friends inspire me to pull myself together to shake off whatever might be rat- what be- might be trying to rattle me that day or to own what I've done well. Just being around them is often all the propping I need. And I mean, come on. After right. everything y'all have heard us talk about on this podcast, like that's 
how we define friendship. Right, honestly. Like, it just... It just, yeah. That was a it great was like, way. It was like friendship in a nutshell. To explain it, exactly. If, right. If we haven't said it well enough already, that was it. Kayleen that was, just did that. Right. That was a mic drop right there in this whole book. All right, and that's it. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and just kidding. Back to chapter six again. Right. <laughs> just kidding. She moves on to Legally Blonde. Yeah, she talks about... Um, she mentions in Legally Blonde how... People didn't expect Elle, the main character, to have so many positive female friendships. Right. She started this section off with, we don't have a lot of in-your-face examples of women being happy together. Like, there's this pre-expectation that a group of women together, working together, doing anything together, equals catfight. Yep. Or, like, some type of drama or some type of whatever. Right. And it's just not true. That reminded me of The Bachelor. Ooh. Or what is it? The Bachelor? The Bachelorette? Both. Is it both? Both, both are, th- are things. Do the girls on the show get catty with each yes. other? Yes. Okay, so here's the thing about the... Ba- so I just got into Bachelor Nation. Shout out to Bachelor Nation. Uh, <laughs> Sarah's like, that is not me. I am not Bachelor I wish y'all would have seen her face just now. I was actually looking for Bachelor Nation. <laughs> y'all ain't here. Shut up. Nobody. Anyway. <laughs> So I like just started watching, but I watched like The Bachelorette first. And so like that's when, you know, they're all trying to get this one girl. And yeah, there was drama, but like it wasn't like like, catty. Right. I can compare. It wasn't like catty or or what we would define as catty. It was very much more of a competitive vibe. Mm -hmm. But I will say with The Bachelorette, they were petty, crying consistently. Oh, my really? gosh. I had to fast forward through all the crying. I couldn't really? do it. I'm like, you're crying for this man that you don't even really know. Oh. For real, for real. <laughs> like, they were crying from it, the first right. episode. Okay. Like, you don't even know this man. You don't even know this man. Yeah. Anywho. Um, but Maybe I still watch. Experience it's still great. of like getting there and thinking they were gonna make it. Yeah, you know, a lot of stuff does happen off camera that we don't see. But so. you're right. Like you don't. You're right. You don't know this man. Right. Right. And but <laughs> anywho, but also like what we again, what she's talking about, what we see with the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, like. I feel like they intentionally showed all of that because that's how you're going to get your ratings up. That It's reality television. That's what's going to make people watch. Right. But in Sad but true. But like in real life, that's not reality. That's not how this actually works. You know what right. I mean? I've been, obviously, like it's so far from, from reality. It is. So there aren't a lot of positive female friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, but she lists a couple. So Legally Blonde was the first one. Mm-hmm. The all-female Ghostbusters that Which, came out in 2016. I don't... Did I, I... I didn't watch it. I don't think I... I don't know. We did watch Ocean 8. We did watch Ocean's Ocean 8. 8. Ocean 8. You didn't like it. I did not. I liked it. I'm glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was... I don't know. I wish there was more. You were bored. I, I was bored. There I was, was like not bored. enough action. There wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was I was very sad about that. Great people in it, though. Loved everyone who was in it. So the cast was many great. stars. Right. But I, I feel like they spent... one scene. Yeah. I, I feel like just... they spent so many on the stars that they didn't spend enough money on making a good movie. Yeah, that was awkward. Yeah. Anyway, I <laughs> liked it. <laughs> it wasn't that action-packed, but um, the outfits were <laughs> fire. They were fire. And just seeing Rihanna in a movie, like, that's all... I could have asked for. But yeah, she gives all these examples of like when women work together and, you know, they had great on-scene and off-scene relationships. Like, it's not, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. Um, But like she even says, but the knee-jerk reaction to when women together is that we can't possibly get along, that we're only pretending to like each other, which, okay, not going to lie, we're going to talk about frenemies in a minute, but sometimes, yes. You fake it till you make it, but that's not always that the case. Um, and then it talks about Webster. I had never heard of this apartment complex. I hadn't until I read it. I immediately looked it up mm-hmm. just because my ass wants to get, move to New York City. Right. Housing's expensive. Um, right. Why not? And I looked it up and it's still up and running. Mm-hmm. Like it's got all of these rooms. 374 women can live in this building. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be for like unmarried working women. Mm-hmm. 
thought it was pretty cool. Some of the reviews online said it was dirty. Mm. I mean, like the showers and stuff. So not I, everything I, can be great. I kind of ruled it out, but <laughs> I thought it was a very cool, especially when it first opened, which was, did it say the 20s? Yeah, it was the 20s. So I just like the historical aspect of it is so cool. Like these were the first, I would say like the first feminists. Right. So, well, okay. So this is how the, for those of you who don't end up reading this, this is how the Webster started. So it's an apartment complex in New York and it was founded by two brothers, Charles and Josiah Webster, who earned a fortune working with Macy's department store. And when Charles died in 1916, he had his estate set aside to create the Webster to help care, and it says this, to help care for the Macy's shop girls who often moved to the city with no money or social net, social network. And he want, the whole point was he wanted them to be able to live somewhere affordable, comfortable, and close to their jobs. And so I thought that was really cool. Like right. just the whole concept in general is awesome and we love to see it. You do. Um, which honestly, I would categorize him as a feminist, even though he's not a female. You don't have to be a female to be a feminist in my opinion. So I feel like- Free tweet. I feel like feminism comes from just having like the value of wanting better quality of life for women, like mm -hmm. an equal quality rights for women. I feel like that's all feminism is. Period. So anyway, we'll get into that too we later. We should all be feminists. We should. Put that on a t-shirt. I feel like it is on the t-shirt it's on so many, <laughs> so many t-shirts probably um so okay so then she goes into talking about how one of the girls who lives there like people ask her all the time like is it really catty and like all like what's it like living there and she's like we're all adults <laughs> <laughs> she said literally dude come on we don't have pillow fights in our underwear she said that's not real life it's not like it's really funny how all of these movies and things can portray all of this and people think it's like for real. Mm -hmm. It's not. If you didn't know before, know now it's not real. I think I had more pillow fights with my younger brother than I did with any female that I knew. I don't even remember the last pillow fight. Like I don't, it was so rare. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's not, not something kids were doing. Right. It's not like, oh my gosh, random pillow fight. Ah, ha, ha. I'm gonna hit you with this. Right. No, instead it's like knock if you book. <laughs> like you just you hit me with get a pillow. Down, bro. Right. It more turned into a WWE fight than a freaking <laughs> friendly pillow fight. Oh my speak Anywho. for yourself. <laughs> with this frame, I'm I'm hiding. I'm so weak. Under the bed. <laughs> so the term frenemies is almost exclusively applied to women's friendships, which is BS in my opinion. Because um, I feel like anybody can have a frenemy. I don't know. I don't know many men with... Maybe. I feel like theirs is just more low-key. Like, we're very vocal about our frenemies, but theirs is more low-key. Maybe. I feel like opposite. Really? Mm -hmm. hmm, tell I me more. I feel like men are not afraid to express, like, dislike for another male. That is true. That is true. They stay trying to differentiate themselves, you know? Right. Right. But we, on the other hand, are not trying to, like, start drama or mm -hmm. whatever. So we end up, like, I don't know, making a passive-aggressive comment or something. Yeah. I don't mm. know. All right. Well, that... This, Maybe our first. This sparks plug. my first plug of the episode <laughs> that we've all been waiting for. Men, we want to hear from you or girls who are listening and have boyfriends or significant others or whatever. Mm -hmm. We want to know how does it work for men when it comes to frenemies? Like, well, how first, does that work? Let's let's um. She will read QA at gmail.com is where you can send your answers. She goes into like a description of what a frenemy is. Mm -hmm. Women who are nice to each other, but don't necessarily like each other. Mm -hmm. And when you say it like that, like frenemy sounds so extreme to me, but the description sounds actually like pretty common you know yeah. like it, it is something and like to a to an extent i feel like as an adult you have to be like this mm -hmm. in some situations where it's just it's never going to be the right time right. to like talk this out with someone mm -hmm. and maybe you don't even 
two because you only see each other like randomly like once a year or like some you know right like a like a someone you're not really cool with or like don't really but they like pop necessarily up every so often right like maybe you have similar friends and so like mm. circumstantially you have to be around this person which doesn't mean right i feel like that doesn't mean like you have to be fake or anything like that you're just you very have to be cordial. like oh my god bestie but like, oh my gosh like how are you no no please but starting like a whole fight about that you know especially if if you aren't actually even friends you know yeah it seems like a lot so i can see how this whole frenemy thing could actually be a little less dramatic than i thought you know right something that happens on the daily right exactly um and then it talks about um i like this explanation actually i do too She's, um, she's saying we're socialized to be good girls. So. Oh, yeah, that's where I was going into. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like this expectation that any sort of activity that is not traditionally feminine should be countered with niceness. It's like it's OK to be an aggressive soccer player. In other words, so long as you're not a bitch off the field. Like what? I would say that's accurate, I guess. Like I can see that. Yeah, like, okay, so the example that I was going to go into was Gabby Douglas on page 184 Mm -hmm. about how she couldn't, like, she missed qualifying for an event Mm -hmm. and, like, her facial expression, like, she basically had an RBF, I guess, or, like, a very serious look on her face. And people started thinking that, like, she was mad at, like, her other teammates and blah, blah, blah. And, like, she, like, what kind of pissed me off is that she apologized for it. It's like, I I can have, like... Oh, sorry. That just really worked me up because... No, right. She apologized. She had no reason, like, just because everyone was hyping it up for something it wasn't. I know. They even used the hashtag Krabby Gabby. Like, what the heck? People really have nothing else to do. They don't. Welcome to the internet. And honestly, I felt like, from what I read, at least, the media almost pushed the stereotype on her. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if... It would have been such a big deal if there wasn't this hashtag on Twitter, I'm assuming, or whatever. Yeah, it was on Twitter. Or, like, maybe if they, like, didn't, like... It, they pro- there was probably a headline about it somewhere that probably blew it out of proportion and started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But... That's it, crazy. Right. Like, Kayleen goes on to say, like, women aren't allowed to be jealous, angry, or vengeful, at least if we want to go on being seen as these good girls. Which, screw it, I'm not a good girl, sorry. The the thing with Gabby, though, is, like, she is so talented. And the fact that they made her apologize, or, you know, I guess she could have wanted to. Like, she's got these sponsorships and such. Right, it's like at that point you have to think think about your career past, like, what you actually, like, really feel. But it is really upsetting that that's the headline, you know? Right. And then, because, like, I feel like I used to be in dance competitions and stuff like that. And, like, it's a very serious time because it's, like, you've worked up for these things for so long. And, like, I can imagine, like, me watching other people, like, my friends doing solos and whatever and, like, watching them intently. Mm. That could be seen as me looking mad or angry or whatever. But it's, like, no, I'm just very focused right now. Like, you can't tell me how I feel based off a facial expression. Because I right. feel like there are so many, of like, and I'm one of these people sometimes, who have trouble controlling their facial expressions. Like, you just really can't help it. Your face speaks before your mouth speaks sometimes. That's a great point. Like, I hate when a man tells me, you're too pretty to be looking mad like that. Like, you don't know what kind of day I had. Like, or even if I am mad, I could just be chilling, you when know? they're telling you to smile, you Oh, know, my like... gosh, I could scream. Gosh. It's really, it is really messed up that people think they have, I guess, some slight ownership over your face and what it's doing. Like, let me be, man. Right, exactly. It's like, I just ignore it, honestly. Yeah, it's really, it is a frustrating expression. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, this, um, this whole focus on, like, not having to smile it taught me a lot about what it means to i guess like i think 
at a certain point in my life when people told me smile or whatever like I would smile back you know like because I was like okay that's what they want me to do but it's really made me realize that like I don't need to do anything if I don't want to if it's not Period. coming naturally to me Period. and that's actually a I feel like that's a, a big one it is huge for sure but then I like how, okay, we move to page 185, paragraph three. Mm. Um, okay, so she says, it's the incongruity between stopping ourselves from seeming anything but pleasant while ambitious mm. on one hand and the belief that all women can't have good things on the other that creates frenemies. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that, that's literally it. For sure. But then there's kind of a resolution if you move to 186, when, at the bottom of the last paragraph it says when women stop seeing each other as rivals whom they nonetheless have to be nice to we'll be free from the, this clumsy middle ground of being frenemies we can compete against each other we can face off and admit what we really want and that it hurts when we don't get it but we can also understand each other and with that kind of empathy instead of disingenuous disingenuous mm -hmm. smiles we might be able to lift each other up too I love to see it. Right. Like, th that's it. Because real support is means so much more than you smiling at me. Right. And it's like, you can still be friends with people while you're competing with them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that example comes, um, she talks about on 187 to 188, the swimming friends. Mm. Um, so basically, there are these two girls and their friend who would swim together all the time, like they grew up swimming together, high school swimming together, and then college swimming together. And then one of them, like, she just decided, like, <laughs> Scar, oh, <laughs> she just decided that she just wasn't gonna swim anymore. And it wasn't that she was, you know, just like quitting because she felt like her other friend was better than her. She just like didn't wanna do it anymore. Yeah, and the other friend found it really hard because she was like every memory I had in the pool was with her but like even in spite of this like she was still at all of her events still rooting her on like still like being her number one supporter like as a friend should mm -hmm. like they were competitors at one point but like they were also friends at the end of the day you love to see it you really do because things change in life but if you can keep that friendship going especially because they were friends for their whole lives right you know? like friendship first everything else second pretty mm -hmm. much that's mm -hmm. what it comes down to yeah i like that mm -hmm. and then she goes on talking about squad goals which oh my gosh how many times did we get told we were squad goals freshman year too many too many okay but um, the squad goals okay so a little before what you just said mm-hmm um, so she, what I liked is that she talks about both sides, the good and the bad of, mm -hmm. of these, of these like Taylor Swift posse squad goal people. Right. So she's saying that, um, these friends can seem like possessions worth bragging about mm -hmm. rather than a genuine friendship. Right. And... She also said it's especially if the women in them all look and dress alike, which mm -hmm. I guess that was relevant to that group. Right. Um, but... But, like, there wasn't a lot of diversity in Taylor's squad. Like, there wasn't a lot... Like, it was like you were almost looking at the same type of girl, if that makes sense. The model type. The model type. And it really wasn't a complete representation of what a squad could be, which is what I think what Elaine was trying to say. Like, yes, it's great that this representation is occurring, but yeah. like we need to see more diverse representation of that. I think Lena Dunham was in that mm -hmm. squad too, but she was never pictured. Really? I think she was pictured like maybe once. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. See? Wow. No clue. The fact that I remember. But she was someone, I just thought about that because, you know, she's not the model type, mm -hmm. but she hung out with them, but they didn't put her in the pictures. Mm. So that's another, like, I don't know, like, did she just not make the cut? What's right. going on? What was the criteria? Yeah. So anyway, just sidebar. Speculation. <laughs> 2015 speculation. <laughs> 
Um, but then she goes into talking about changing, basically changing the narrative of women's friendship. Like it's important to see it on screen and off screen, like with the squad goals thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she even like she starts off this next session, next section on 193 with showing women's friendship on screen and off is so important because it changes the narrative in society that says women must be adversaries on some level, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we mimic what we see on TV and movies, like whether we know it or not, it affects us. Right, but then she goes into talking about all these like great representations of it, of like squad goals, where it's like bridesmaids, and yes. you know, I thought of movies like Girls Trip and Brides Ward, and she goes into a whole Pitch Perfect thing that like I had no idea about that I thought was awesome. Um, basically about how the person who so the woman who was making pitch perfect like she it, she was inspired by her track team in college hmm. and so that's what she wanted to represent like it wasn't about like it wasn't about like a man or anything like that it was about women women on a team right like she said she even says i treated it like a sports movie where they're rocky and they're against the big bad all male group the trebles mm-hmm and she wanted the Bellas to mimic the way she and her trackmates leaned on each other. Um, because she said, that bond that I have with them, it's forever. So I really understood that and I really lived that. It was exciting to write Pitch Perfect knowing that the girls are Bellas for life. I understood how you will do anything for your best friends. You just have this shared common experience and you trust each other. And I think that's a really beautiful thing, which it is. Mm, Shared common experience. Right. And then she um, further goes into it talking about how like, oh, like, I think it was a producer or a writer or something was like, oh, how about a love triangle between one of the Bellas and a treble and another guy? And she was like, there's many times I had to be like, guys, this is about an acapella group who wins the championship. This is about an all-girl group. It's not a romance. Wow. And the fact that, like, we're still seeing that today. Like, Pitch Perfect was not that long ago. Like, I forget when Pitch Perfect... 2012. Came out in 2012. That was only eight years ago. That's actually a pretty long time. I mean, it is. But... How has it been that long? I know, we're old. Oh, my. But... Still, because, you know, in the beginning of this book, we talked about the movie, like, Beaches, um, and how, like, even in that movie, they were saying, like, oh, they're still friends in the end? And it's like, <laughs> yes, that is completely possible. <laughs> it's like the same producer who keeps asking this <laughs> right for 20 years. Right, exactly. So, I don't know. Um, just that, like, these are the things that inspire our friendships in everyday life, because I remember after Pitch Perfect came out, like, I used to be in choir for, like, a minute. Oh, my God, me too. Oh, my gosh. And my choir friends were like, oh, my gosh, we're just starting an acapella group and blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's doing a lot. <laughs> I mean, it was. But, like, these things are inspiring, and they are the mm-hmm. way we shape our friendships. Like, mm-hmm. they have such an impact that we don't even, like, really realize, you know? You right. And then she goes into Big Little Lies, which is another thing that's on my list. Dude. I didn't even know that one was on your list, too. Okay. Sorry. sorry. Whatever. I'm sorry. I didn't. I don't have HBO. Well, I do now, but I didn't have HBO when all this stuff came out. It's really hurting your case when you say, I do now. I do now, but like. How long has it been? It's been like a year, but I've been in. A year? You have no excuse. A year? A year? You graduated from college and you haven't had time to watch Big No, I haven't had time. I was dealing with getting over being out of college. It was dark out here. Usually depression ensues <laughs> watching Netflix, HBO, Hulu, nonstop. Like, what were you doing? I was sleeping and prepared for this podcast. Okay, we all deal with our... Mental health differently. Yes, okay. I can't get on to you, but... You can't. I was binge watching other things. There's so many on the list. There's so many. I need to see the list. (laughs) I need to rearrange the list. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Anywho. So I was going to let you take that one over since you actually watched Big Little Lies. Glad to. 
Okay. So Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon uh, co-produced and were also in the series Big Little Lies, which is a great one if you haven't watched it. It's like a thriller. Mm-hmm. I guess. It's based off a book too, right? Yeah, I said that. I said that that's mm. what, yeah. 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 Yeah, I go with that. <laughs> yes, it was. And they actually didn't have to deal with that one male producer who always wants the women to break up because Reese Witherspoon owns her own production company. Love to see it. So, you know, they're just uh, femaling it up, and they had a lot of star females in their cast. Um, Laura Dern, who is a newfound love of mine. She's actually a really cool lady. Zoe Kravitz, who's the love of my life. Shailene Woodley. Um, So (laughs) the stars of this show are Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon. And although it's a thriller about a murder that happens in their town, um... You really get to see these female friendships between um, the characters. There's three other characters, and they all experience this murder together. Dun, dun, dun. Right. And so it really um, brings them together, tests their relationship. Um, Obviously, there are a lot of challenges that come along with this um, in their own family life and um, mentally, personally. So you get to watch them all deal with the distress and trauma that comes along with this. And it just shows um, like a love story, honestly, between between these friends and like looking out for each other, protecting each other. Um, and although obviously like they all have their own families, there's not a ton of romance. It mostly focuses on these women's relationships mm-hmm. so you love to see it okay yeah so, so this was crazy. yeah so i'm gonna keep big little lies on my list but yeah this next part was wild so she talks about meeting um someone who was close to hillary clinton and this was during the time of the election where hillary was running against trump and she interviewed this woman who was a good friend of Clinton's for almost four decades, which, dude, I can't wait to say, like, yeah, I've been friends with my de- my friends for, like, two decades now, like, or three decades, or, That's like, whatever. It is such a flex. Um, and she was talking about Hillary Clinton's mom, which I didn't know I didn't much know about her mom at all until reading this. And basically, so the story is that... Um, Dorothy Rodman had been born, which is Hillary Clinton's mom. Rodham. Rodham, sorry. Dorothy Rodham had been born to teenage parents in Chicago who put her on a train at age eight to go live with her grandparents in L.A. Then when she was 14, she moved out and supported herself as a nanny and a maid. Which now, is insane. Right, right. At 14. Right. Like, I can't imagine. That's a difficult childhood. Right. And now... Hillary is where she is today and now she's almost there but all of it began with this little girl who had no prospects who did not know what love was it's such a testament to towering female strength that you can not only survive this but you can figure it out Mm. you can give everything you didn't get to your little girl oh wait yeah you can give everything you didn't get to your little girl yeah and then she can go out and give it to million of millions of women mm. that sort of emblematic that sort of god i can't talk today that sort of emblematic of Me what either. women can do for each other even if you're not related like the trickling effect that that had like yes. like it's insane to think about the impact that we can have in each other's lives that we don't even realize until you get stories like this and you're like, wow, like just that generational impact, you know? Wow. I love to see like the differences that, like you said, generational, like generational differences, like mm-hmm. the what the um, life that the person lived has trickled or like cascaded, honestly, right. into like the, into the children grandchildren and great you know all that mm-hmm. so cool to watch it is like you what really you do change everything 
Right. Like what you do has an, a real impact on people. I try to tell people that all the time. Like you have no idea the impact you're making in somebody else's life. Mm. And you mm. may never know that impact, but that's okay as long as it's a good one. A good one. Right. Or like something that just, you know, inspires change in a movement. Yes. Well, Hillary did that for sure. For sure. And then she goes on to talk about the evolution of feminism, which I found really cool. She says before Trump was elected, um, being a feminist wasn't something that connected her to other women. Um, you know, she was kind of like a, oh, yeah, like that's cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like didn't really get into it until later. And so there's this like difference in what like feminism used to be and what feminism is now. Feminism is now, like the feminist movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like the feminists, they were still out there fighting, but like it was for very different things. And I feel like the feminist movement has transitioned mm-hmm. as different life things have happened if that makes sense yeah well for sure because you're definitely like rallying around certain events that are happening and going on in society at the time right right exactly so like when um trump was elected and all of the controversy that happened during his presidency just surrounding women and all the different accusations and all that good stuff like the feminist movement that happened afterwards where I didn't even know this was a thing, but the women's March on Washington. Well, I mean, I knew that was a thing, but I didn't know like this amount of people had shown up for it. Um, so like it was, it was huge. And it says at the women's March, it was thought to be the largest single day demonstration in recorded U S history. According to the Washington post where between 3.2 million women and 5.2 million women were there marching side by side fighting for the same thing no matter what their side or take was on it they were just like action needs to come right was that right after trump got elected Mm -hmm. wow you know i can't even imagine post or before trump pre-trump pre-trump but then like to like wrap up this movement that she talks about she says For the first time, I'm not thinking of feminism as about slogans or intellectual arguments. It's about standing and yelling and looking around and learning how other women want to transform our culture, which I think is super powerful. And then it leads into what I love, intersectionality, that we learned at She Podcast Live from our good friend at Feminist Hot Dog. Check them out. Honestly, because we're going to be on there soon. Oh, oh yeah. Or it probably already happened. It might have. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? It's either coming or it's here. (laughs) (laughs) Look out. Look out. But for those of you who don't know what intersectionality is, um, well, in the book, it talks about intersectional feminism. And intersectional feminism asks white women to recognize that they have had it easier that other non-white women have been oppressed and discriminated against differently. And so, like, just the fact that, like, intersectionality as a whole, like, that also plays a part in how our everyday lives are run. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rep- and it kind of, she kind of goes into the representation of women of color mm-hmm. friendships. Ah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I got so excited, like, reading that part because I was like, oh, my gosh, she's going to go into it. Oh, my gosh, she's going to go into it. Oh, my gosh, she's into it. I was so excited that she talked about it. So let's go into it. Let's do that. <laughs> let's go. So basically, like, to sum it up, she, like, talks about how it's lacking pretty much. And I don't know if you noticed this, but, you know, she talks about the show Girlfriends. and Which is on my list. I my mom was really into girlfriends, so I've like watched bits and pieces of it. Like I know the gist of what happens in girlfriends, but I've never like binge watched it or anything like that. Um, but yes, I'll let Girl you know. On your list. Um, but another one she talked about was the Joy Luck Club, which someone had recommended that movie to me, and I like forgot mm. about it until now. Okay. Um, and then she goes into waiting to exhale, exhale, and girls trip and insecure, and like all of these amazing in their own right, and like earn good money and lots of attention Mm -hmm. but did you notice how they're super spaced out from one another well yeah you hate to see it you do because it's like y'all of these are great like representations of women of color friendships but like they're so spaced out yeah 
what are we going to do in between? Right. She also talks about how in a lot of television shows where there is a person of color, all of their friends are mostly white. And so it's almost like they're patting themselves on the back for hiring this like main actor who is of color, but then diluting it with more or a lack of diversity. Right. Like how she went into the whole like scandal thing. It's like we were excited because it's like, yes, scandal, like and how even how to get away with murder, like women of color representation. Mm. But then it's like, well, her counterparts, I mean, kind of sprinkled, but not really. It's still a lack. Huge, especially scandal. Right. It was a lack. Definitely. Yeah, that was rough. But I did love Scandal. Scandal was a great, great show. And then she goes to talking about her, the Kayleen's own Scandal Club night that she had with some of her girlfriends. And it honestly reminded me of me and our good friend Kristen, um, how we watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette consistently. Don't give me that face, Samra. You can easily join. You should wa- You should join us for The Bachelorette when it comes out. I swear you'll like... Because honestly, we're watching the show, yes, but we're also like catching up on commercial breaks. I will and do. Yes! Yeah, and, I'm a sucker. <laughs> and also just like, it's something that we do once a week. We always meet up to do it like at one of our houses. And it's like, it's like a little get together. And just, we talk about this reality TV, you know, something small. Right. Um, but also she goes into like, just because you're all in a group together doesn't mean you have to have the same interests or even be in the same stage of life as the other people that you're in a group with. I liked this part. I did too. Cause it's kind of like find your girl tribe, mm-hmm. like find your people. Well, also I hang out with so many people my age mm-hmm. and just now at work, like I'll hang out with my work friends. So mm-hmm. I, I've started to have friends who are outside of my, I guess like, you know, they're not people I met at, at school or whatever. So they're not like 22. They're like 30 or whatever. Right. And, you know, it is a different vibe, but sometimes it's in a great way. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's nice to be around. Like they have so much more experience. They've been through some stuff. Yeah. Maturity. Like they're always giving good advice. Mm-hmm. And usually they have their shit together. Yeah. Which you love to see, which is nice. It's nice to be around people like that. Inspiring. Right. It's like, I want to be like you one day. Right. <laughs> and it's almost like, you can't be like me one day. How they say, like, the, you are who you hang out with. Like, maybe if I just keep hanging out with them, then I'll just become put together. Right. It, it can happen. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she goes to talking about, like, kind of basically what I summarized it as like friends of circumstance who like turn into really good friends and if you go to 211 um she talks about this woman like she was a pregnant woman and she followed this girl on instagram who was pregnant too um and their babies were like born a week apart and they'd started like talking about different you know just different things of like having a child and she's, she even says she became one of my most important touchstones. I've only met her once, but I feel close to her because I've talked to her about all of this stuff in my darkest hours. It all came out of having this shared experience of this newborn. I think with her, I'm very honest about things in a way that I'm not with my friends I've known for years. So it's like, you could even talk to different people about like different, like you could have that friend who you go to about that one specific thing that's happening in your life mm-hmm. that maybe your other friends just don't get right now because they're not going through the same thing. It's like, mm-hmm. and they turn into even better friends. Like once you've established this relationship, you know, that reminds me of how I would go to you with my anxiety struggles mm. because no one else could understand. Right. And how I would go to you about my anxiety struggles and like, just like we talk about mental health a lot and that's just something um that we we have a shared experience with right exactly so but i mean we were friends before that also but it was nice to find that friend like within our group who mm-hmm. we were the two who were going through that and when we realized it, it was like oh my gosh i have so much i want to talk to you about yes Ooh. so anxiety it's just not fun 
but then um like finding that safe space yes in in the group Mm-hmm. pretty much not like girl i feel you like yeah. that lot alone is like huh oh, i'm not alone here right this isn't something that's just like going on with me it goes on with other people too and then like the last sentence on 212 mm-hmm. um no matter how scared or vulnerable or far away from myself i might feel they remind me that it's going to be okay they make me feel safe and i was like oof yes Wow. Yes, my friends on the daily remind me it's gonna be all right. Like it's gonna work out. Like it's all gonna be okay. Yeah, I feel safe in that. What more can you ask for? Honestly. Well, I guess that's about wrapping up um, for chapter six. Yeah. Strength in numbers. Yes. Um, and Sam, I don't know if you realize it, but we're almost done with this season. Like, our next episode is the last episode of this season our first season guys honestly i can't even explain how happy this makes me we've grown a lot during the recording process it's been really fun really interesting hearing ourselves talk for these hours that we (laughs) we talk about books and just been a really great experience overall i'm i'm hoping that y'all are still along for the ride and come see us for our last episode and yeah stay tuned uh, next week we'll be discussing the conclusion how our friendships end change and endure and also just wrapping up this first season of she well read mm. text me when you get home um and as usual if for all of your questions comments concerns yelling to open space mm. email us at shewellreadqa at gmail.com and we'll see you next wednesday bye guys bye Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube to stay in the loop of all things She Well Read. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to shewellreadqa at gmail.com. And for any business inquiries, send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. And subscribe to us on any platform you listen to podcasts. We love you. Thanks again. Bye.